Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. Integration of tech with uh, things that you like and do and making life easier for other people. In the Women Who Code career nav segment of our show, you'll hear real world advice from people who are currently working in the technology industry and personally know the steps needed to succeed. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. I'm Amanda Frederick. I am the Program Communication Managers with Women Who Code. I'm really excited to be here today uh, with some of our fourth annual cohort of the Women Who Code Leadership Fellow Program. These incredible technologists have worked really closely with Women Who Code community and global um, over the last year. And sadly, they're ending their fellowship this month. Um, but we have a chance to sit down with them today and hear a little bit about some of their experiences for those of you who don't know, the Women Who Code Leadership Fellow Program is an annual program under the leadership of two Women Who Code Team Teal members. So a big shout out to Stephanie Rideout, our digital community specialist, and Grecia Castaldi, Director of Community. So every year, this program supports the development of six outstanding technologists through hands-on mentorship and training. After a rigorous interview review process, one fellow is matched to each of the Women Who Code technical tracks. So we have mobile, front end, cloud, data science, Python, blockchain, which will be known as emerging tech moving forward. Through this part-time position, this fellows coordinate events, they direct communications like social media, um, they project manage program initiatives, support Women Who Code. It's unending the amount of support that the fellows give to the Women Who Code community and Women Who Code Global. Um, so we have a chance today to learn more about their time as fellows and gain their thoughts on their tech stacks, the future of tech, and just overall their perspective on the Women Who Code mission. So I'm really excited to introduce you to the fellows. This is the first of two conversations we'll be hosting. Our fellows are all across the globe. So we have three of them today um, who are at a similar time zone that we could all speak with today. Um, and so I'm excited to introduce them to you. And let's start with, uh, we'll start with Luz. Um, and everybody, we'd love to know your technical track, where you are, and what you're up to professionally. Sure thing. Thank you, Amanda. Uh, my name is Luz, and I am the Leadership Fellow of Cohort 2022 of Frontend Track. And I am currently working as a consultant in Accenture. My current location is Monterey. And I am super excited for being here and about this amazing journey that we are just finishing up. Hi everyone, my name is Mansi and I am the leadership fellow of the data science track. Uh, currently I'm pursuing my master's of data science at Monash University where I'm taking in uh, a research project in bioinformatics. Previously I've worked for three years as a data scientist in India in various IT and machine learning roles in the finance industries or consultancy industries and I'm very excited to be here. Hey, hi everyone. I'm Rashmi. I am the leadership fellow for the cloud track and um, I'm a software engineer with VMware. I am really, very really excited today to you know, meet everyone here and share my experiences. Thank you. Wonderful. And I just love what a global community we have. Every time we have one of these conversations, I'm always reminded of just how far the reach and mission is of Women Who Code. And I think the fellows are one of the best examples of that. Just kind of to get us started, kind of kick off, I would be interested to know what is one word that you would use to describe your time here in the last year as a leader fellow? And you can elaborate too, but I'm just kind of curious, what would just be if you could summarize your experience here in one word? And we'll start with Rashmi. 
Sure. Thank you, Amanda. I think um, that one word that I can think about is inspirational. Um, you know what? I think uh, here, uh, when I've connected with folks within the community or folks who are trying to be speakers for the community, I'm totally inspired by the way they want to, you know, kind of learn something new. They want to deliver something new. They want to share their ideas, ideas with the community. So I'm totally inspired. And so inspirational is the word. Thank you. No, I, I love that. I think that uh, you're exactly right. It's just you come to any of our events, especially the the Dev Summits that all of you lead. And that's the feeling that you get. It's just people are so excited. And it's just the energy just feels completely possible. Like everything's possible. It's such a nice feeling. What would you say, Luz? To me, it was revealing. I didn't know how much I can handle. Um, since you are the one that is in charge of ideating social media strategy planning events and you know at times you play with different cats and between managing the work and the the track to me was like oh wow I didn't know that I could do all of this stuff and I feel more prepared and empowered to have more direction of of other groups where I go now that's incredible. I, you know, we don't realize how much of a, a journey every role is for us. And like having this moment at the end to kind of reflect on that. I think that's really exciting. I'm really happy for you that that was your experience. And Nancy. I would say rewarding. And adding to what Lou said that I am uh, very fortunate that I got a good managerial leadership experience at a very early stage in my career. Yeah. And I, I did not know that I could do that. I had no prior experience in managing or leading teams because it just started my career. Like it had been two or three years, uh, but it's been so fun and meeting people across the world. And I like I had worked with a like a good set of people, great managers, but it was just nice to have women managers and uh, like powerful, inspirational women around me. So it's been really rewarding the past year. Uh -huh. Rashmi, did you find that as well, that you were able to do more than you thought you were going to be able to before coming into the program? So I have, I, how did all of you know that you, how did you suspect that you could do it, right? Because you did apply, you did join. So maybe, um, Mansi, what would you say? Or I'd like to hear from all of you. What, how did you suspect that you could do it? Actually, Women of Code is a very nourishing community. So uh, before joining the fellowship program, I volunteered with the Dance Science Track for a year. So my previous fellow, Zareen, I also worked with Stephanie, the fellow at like before me for the Python track. So we all worked closely. And I think uh, the way Zareen also like encouraged me to apply and to like, she let, she let us all know that we're doing good work. And she made sure that we are aware of our uh, accomplishments. And it is different than uh, working for other nonprofits. People would say like, oh, sometimes this is, it's a thankless job or something. But like Women of Code stands for its, its mission and like appreciates the work of its own like members also. Just not the global members, but its own employees and like its own team as well. And appreciate the hard work they put in and like, just like our applaud initiative like we we celebrate each other's very small achievements as well so that was really encouraging and Lusa Rashmi um did you have anything to add or was that your experience as well oh yeah so you know I wanted to add one thing so I think um uh, 
you know, uh, I always keep telling about this, but I think Gracia and Stephanie, you know, um, now that they kind of drive this, uh, I mean, they kind of support us, right? So I think every time I've reached out to them for any help or, you know, even when I've kind of missed out on something or if I've made a small mistake, they, I mean, they were so cool. They always used to totally encourage saying, hey, that's okay. You know what? Why don't we do this this way? So I think that kind of encouragement and support that I got from the community, as such, so that is also a big thing, you know, I mean, I think that's very important. Now, when I think about it, I think all of us need that community for ourselves where, you know, people could really appreciate us, accept us for what we do. So that is also one one point that I'd like to touch on. Wonderful. So, uh, Luz, did you want to add something before I move to the next question? No, I think that Precia and Stephanie have been an amazing, amazing support to us, but every time that one asked something wide, widespread out to the rest of the team teal, the women who code team, there was always somebody that had the answer and it totally felt like, oh, we're all old friends that are working together. That sense of community, it's something that you with difficulty find in other scenarios. And that's the type of things that feel you more, make you feel more encouraged and empowered in your role. And so kudos to all the team to, that supported us. No, and, and thank you too. I think that this idea of like paying it forward too, just that you can take that lesson with you of what kind of community to build in your own careers, right? In your own communities. And aside from community, what would you say was your, would be your favorite moment over the last year as fellows? And let's start with Mansi. So uh, we hosted a mentorship program last uh, year uh, for the dark science track where we uh, like onboarded 25 mentees and six mentors so we have like six teams of mentors and mentees across the globe working together I think the kind of output that the mentees created some of them had just started with the uh, with data science and machine learning tools and like the effort that mentors put in and the like output that mentees generated in terms of blog posts or like a GitHub repository with working machine learning models and the review that they personally wrote to me or their volunteer in charge with their team. It was just very like fulfilling because we hit a lot of snags. This was the first installment. We did a lot of things incorrectly. Like we forgot to add this or that. We shared the feedback, feedback form late. But in the end, it was like, and as an extension to everything we did well, the audience appreciated it, the participants appreciated it. So I think we're not doing this for the applaud, but it's just nice that it's reaching the people that we want and it's creating the impact that we kind of want to see in people who are attending our sessions. That was that was really nice. I love that. You know, I think we forget with like the applaud her program that a lot of times the applaud is a mirror, right? It's not necessarily about the ego boost or the accolade. It's that we hold something up to say to someone and say, look, you did a good job. You did a good job, you know? And I think that's like one of the most beautiful aspects of the, of the applaud and especially from the mentorship program. Rashmi, did you have a favorite moment from the last year? Oh, yes. So, you know, um, 
so basically we we had few volunteers i mean when i got started so of course i had a lot of volunteers that i was working with right so that it was it was kind of the time when um stephanie and gracia were asking me so if i had if i felt that uh, there were few volunteers who had the potential to be promoted to other roles and all so i saw that one of the volunteers was doing really well she was taking up a lot of initiative in fact couple of volunteers and i kind of particularly this volunteer i told her that hey you know what um, we really think you have the potential and we'd like to promote you to the um, lead role and uh, the moment i told her this she was like literally on cloud nine she, i mean she totally celebrated the moment she celebrated the fact that you know she was going to be a lead and not a, a volunteer anymore so i felt really good i think that's one of my most favorite moment because you know i uh, personally have not been like a leader um, at work or any time in my career so this um you know during this journey when i told someone that they were going to get promoted to a different role and the kind of celebration and amazement from that person i think uh, that's one thing that i'll never forget and i felt i mean i always feel good about it so that's definitely my most favorite moment yeah the the feeling of helping other people rise or in acknowledging and seeing them is like it's just it's addictive right it's just one of the very best feelings um that you can have and we've all had it done for us and to pay for too is such a it's just such a nice feeling i'm so excited for you that you have that experience and luke i'd love to love hear yours as well to me it was when i started having the seeing the volunteers taking more action over activities that i used to handle like social media and advocating in their own networks about the activities that they were doing. To me, it was sort of rewarding to see that they felt empowered in the community to do something and that they were talking about those stuff. And when the mo- I, I guess that one of my favorite moments, can recall exactly in what time, one of them told me like, oh, I have been a little bit idle because I got my first job in tech. Um, in tech, And to me, it was like, oh, wow, that's an amazing thing. That's something that you have done. And anything that you have done here in the community is now paying you back. And it's also part of what we want to, to your volunteers to find out the place that where they can take ownership over, over activities, show their skills, improve them and get better job opportunities that to me that it was a very rewarding thing and one of my favorite moments in in the year well that's incredible this i think uh, a lot of people enter women who code and they're like is it really what am i doing here you know and then they and then they start they get that scholarship right they get that boot camp they get that first job they get that interview you know and it's 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 incredible um i i was curious about your favorite moment and also what's something that you accomplished this year that made you feel extra proud and I, I'd be curious to know if that answer is different than your favorite moment so is there something some accomplishment from the last year that you're most proud of um, that differs from your kind of favorite moment answer and we'll start with Luce did you have a was it different for you or is it the same moment I think that it's one of my favorite moments because it makes you feel like that's something that you are doing it's helping somebody else in the community but I believe that overall, I feel proud of seeing that the community, it's a safe space where everybody can join and do coding partnership and join the events and be themselves. It feels very warm, a very warm space. And I believe that that's 
how what maintains our, our track. And I am very happy that everyone feels that they can bring up something to our community. And that is what enriches us, um, the diversity. And it feels super, super inspiring that. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Rashmi, does your, is your favorite moment different from your proudest accomplishment moment? Yeah, so I think I have something slightly different. So, um, so during my journey here, right, as a leadership fellow, there have been times when, you know, a couple of volunteers were not available for a particular um, event or by some chance they kind of missed the actual time or whatever. So, you know, for a lot of personal reasons. Um, so the moment something like that happened, uh, you know, when someone was not available or when someone was, did not respond. So, you know, initially I used to, I used to feel a little, oh my God, so someone is not able to respond. I used to feel bad about it. But then, um, you know what, I slowly started developing this um, virtue of actually overcoming the self-conflicts and kind of accepting that it's okay. So, you know what, if, if I have to be a leader, it's very important for me to have a good relationship with folks around me. So it's it's okay. Like, you know, I, I definitely do a lot of mistakes and uh, it's obvious that other volunteers or folks can also do mistakes. So I think that kind of um, developing that attitude to, you know, kind of uh, overlook mistakes and also make sure that I'm still able to collaborate well and have a good relationship with them. I think that's one. Um, I think that's one thing I'm really proud of because that's one skill that I've really picked up through this journey. So yeah, I feel great about picking up that skill. Yeah, I think that speaks really well to Lucy's proudest moment about the inclusive safe space, right? That we're all we're all just people passionate about tech trying our best, you know? And I think that most of us were showing up the best we can. And that mm -hmm. when you're in a leadership position, leading that kind of culture and recognize it can be really positive. And Mansi, your proudest moment from the last year. I think it was very uh, nice to know that under my fellowship and like uh, I had an amazing team of volunteers, uh, data science track reached 5,000 members on Slack and then eventually the website. So that was really cool. And I think like Zareen jokingly said that, oh, you can mention it in the interview that I'll help data science Slack grow and maybe hit 5,000 members record. And I just also mentioned it in my interview and it was kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. So that was, that was, I, I felt good. Yeah. I, I don't have the data. I probably should have prepared it, but you all were busy. The amount of growth we saw on the tracks this year, the, all the events, all of the, the increase of the social media and the slacks, like all of it, they, it's, you should feel super proud. The growth from each of you, from the efforts that you were doing, mobilizing volunteers to lose this point. It was just, it was astounding. Um, and I wish I had those numbers to, to share off the top of my head, but it was incredible. So I, you're kind of the meat of your work was ambassadors, sort of your tech for your tech stack or your technical track, right? So each of you, and um, when you answer this question, if you could remind the listeners what tech stack you were leading as well, but I'm curious, what what excites you the most about your technical track or your tech stack? Um, what are, what, what's cool in the industry? What's in the future? What's kind of cool for you and what you would like people to know? Um, and we could start with Luz. To me, it's a, it's a, it's a track uh, it, it's a practice, a front end uh, that can be crossed with other practices like cloud, data science. And in fact, I believe that if not all, almost all the tracks have a collaboration event with front end, 
which is amazing. It's part of the trending technologies and it's 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 present always. So there is something there's always something exciting to talk about artificial intelligence, how to integrate with Python backend, uh, how to deploy your application. So there's always something very interesting to talk about. And the upcoming events will be amazing with the new fellow. And I am excited about that. Incredible. Mansi, um, what would you like to say about your talk and what you're excited about in your tech stack? I think uh, the, uh, the flexibility and the like the nature of data science that can be applied to all like any industry because all of the industries generate data now so seeing that a lot of people from very different backgrounds like join our track and like learn from us and uh, like uh, find our resources valuable so the growth that a that data science track and the field in general is seeing is very exciting and uh, like it's 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 kind of it's kind of nice to see that like, people are appreciating the power of data and how to use it judiciously. Wonderful. And Rashmi, what would you like to add about your tech stack or your your technical track? Oh sure. So uh, cloud security. All of them want to know learn more about cloud security now that all of them are applicate. I mean, hosting their applications on cloud. So most of them are um, very curious to learn about uh, cloud security. They want sessions, uh, presentations on that particular topic and also most of them want to have like a study group where you know they can get started so i think that's i mean yeah cloud security i know cloud is a huge concept but um how we're getting deeper into security is something that really excites me yeah i love all of your answers because they all they all a common theme was kind of how widespread and upcoming and diverse each of the technologies are, right? That there's a little bit in each one of the stacks, actually for any technologist, if you're building an app, you're probably going to touch on all of these. So um, I know that we have our stacks and people kind of tend to dedicate to their niche, but um, that you're you're right, there's really a space for everyone in all of the tech stacks for all of the, the good work that you're doing. So I love your responses. And as far as your career, thinking about moving forward, how would you say your time in the last year, and you gestured toward this in some of your other answers, but how would you say your time over the last year as a fellow has or will empower your career or your career journey? Because that's really what we're all here to do at Women Who Code Write is to make sure that you're going to thrive in your career. So I'd be really interested in a, in a concrete way for you. How do you feel that your experience doing the fellowship program is going to benefit you in, along your tech career? And uh, let's start with Rashmi. Sure. So I think one notable thing is the fact that I've connected with a lot of folks. So I've made a lot of huge, a lot of connections and, you know, uh, connections with people who are uh, primarily doing software engineering in the cloud space. So I think these connections, um, uh, specifically, there are a few people who've kind of pivoted into different roles, who pivoted into different technologies. And, you know, when I've seen people talk about how they did it, how they accomplished the pivoting and how they've kind of grown in their career. So first thing, I think it's been very inspirational. And second thing, all these people that I'm connected with, they've kind of helped me, you know, even over the last one year, whenever I've spoken with them, they've kind of given me some tips, some um, tricks as to, you know, how I could grow, scale up and all that. But still, these connections, I'm sure it's going to help me uh, in a long way, in the long run. So, you know, in a lot of ways. So, yeah, I, I think I'll give it to the connections. I love that. It's really, once you're inside the community, you see how really how diverse, I mean, we, we put that we're a diverse community of technologists, right? And then you're in the community and you're like, wow, this 
people know something about everything, right? And that that you have access to this entire breadth of knowledge and skill set is people that you call your friends. It's I, I agree. It's just a treasure that you can't get anywhere else. I'm really happy that you had that experience. Uh, so, yeah, treasure. I love I love that word. To treasure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess I get I think of treasure as something you can't buy, right? You can't there's no membership that you could pay for to access the community and support and resources and um, just, the, it's just, it's, it's a treasure, the genuine treasure. Mency, what would you say um, the way that the fellowship program has or will empower your career? I mean, there was a, like, uh, there was a significant moment last year only that I came to a new country and I had to like stop, get into uh, academics like after three years. So it was a big change. And uh, I just like that applied for a scholarship, women's uh, technology scholarship that was Pan Victoria. I, I talked about my work with Women Accord Volunteering Fellowship and that had a great impact in getting me that scholarship. So I told Gracia that, hey, I got the scholarship and it was like for all women in Melbourne and like the entire state of Victoria. And they actually said that we want to we want you to come and talk about your experience with women Accord because that's what we do. Like we want to empower women through advocacy and like uh, this is a tangible experience. I got visibility and connection. So no, like everyone can see like uh, uh, it. There's like my picture, my portfolio on the web. Very visible, tangible experience. But the recognition that women Accord gives to all its members and. Uh, uh, it, it it's quite it's quite encouraging and it it actually shows in your uh, portfolio. I love that, and we had a a little bit we had a little bit of lag in some of your video. But to summarize what you're saying, I think that you were getting at that you had a really tangible experience of applying for a scholarship, and when people saw women who code in your experience, they they specifically wanted you because you had that experience, right? Which is just. I think that that's really true. Women who code means something, right? If you're involved with women who code, it means you're dedicated to tech, you're dedicated to diversity, equity, inclusion, right? You're dedicated to a more global world that's collaborative, right? So I think that's um, com com completely true, right? It means something that you're involved with this community. And, and Luz, for you. To me, besides the network, as Rashmi mentioned, I believe that it allowed me to polish my leadership style I was exposed in my current employee that to to a leadership role, but it's the same culture because it's people that I work with and have um, contact with some familiarity about the language and also with another a couple of other cultures. But it wasn't until I got as the leadership fellow that I had the opportunity to to polish it in a more with a more human perspective and be able to um, work with different cultures, which is amazing. And that's some that's something that I that I want to continue um, doing as my leadership, my leadership style. It allowed me to be a uh, way more con consistent leader between, you know, what you say, what you do, which is crucial for me. And finally, it allowed me to polish my communication skills. I am super, I'm a super lover of this topic. But it wasn't until I got as a as a leadership fellow that I it allowed me to to polish my communication skills and say the things 
in the right in the right time and with the right tone. Um, it's something that I it's very valuable and it I wasn't the leisure fellow um, with this opportunity. It's something that you I didn't even got to to do with this. So this is our my these are my three my three points. Yeah, I think that we talk a lot about Women Who Code will give you your career skills and your technical skills, like level up your tech skills, level up your tech skills. And I think these soft skills, as they're called, right, communication, empathy, listening, being a people first manager, these kinds of things, they're they're hard to learn until you learn them, right? So having the opportunity to work with people in like a really diverse environment, um, I could completely see how that that would help you hone these skills over the last year, kind of as a follow-up to sort of how Women Who Code um, has empowered your career. Why do you think other people should join the Women Who Code community? Let's say they're on their fence. So like, what? I don't know if I, is that for me? Should I join that? What, what would you say to them? Um, what advice would you give them? Or what could you say to them to encourage them to, um, to join? And we'll start with Rashmi. Sure. Thank you, Amanda. I think um, actually uh, I have a long list, um, you know, a lot of things that I want to tell people. Uh, but uh, primarily, I think two things is one, um, you know, you really connections, you know, you kind of it's such a big community, um, such a big inclusive community. So you kind of meet a lot of new people. So if you're really looking forward to meet a lot of people and get make new connections then this is the place and also um from my personal experience i feel another thing is uh for those who want to you know kind of receive some mentoring or some um assistance from folks who are not within their um, actual workspace or you know uh, people who are not their actual co-workers, then I think this is the place because, you know, we just have um, such a big community. And during a lot of our meet and greet sessions, I've just noticed like how, um, you know, folks come up with questions and managers or folks who've been managers come up with great solutions, answers. So I think if, you, if you're really looking for uh, a need to receive some kind of mentoring from people, um, I think then that's definitely this is the place. Hey, um, I love that. And Luce, and, uh, would you have a different answer than, than Rashmi about why someone should join the Women Who Code community? I think we all share the same struggles and it's better that we have that support and empower each others. One of the things that I always enjoyed or the events that I always enjoyed from, the, from this year was the meet and greets where all the members of the community were able to join and have these type of conversations about something happening in the industry, in technology in general. And it allowed us to um, share our different backgrounds. We have a, a community where everybody comes from, um, well, developers that have some years of the experience in the industry, others that are recent boot campers, you know, people with different backgrounds and with different levels of, of expertise. So it's something really valuable that you can give back to the community by being a mentor or being mentored, depending on the stage of your career. But as Rajmi mentioned, the value of the network, you're going to extend your, your contacts. And it's a network that shares the same core values and the same mission. And I think that's uh, an amazing thing. You have nothing to lose. Why wouldn't anyone want? Why wouldn't anyone want to join the women who code community with that? No, I love what you're saying. I think that it's we're all in different parts of our journey, but there's a shared experience about 
being women in the world, right? There's a shared experience about being people who want something for their careers, right? Or are trying to accomplish a goal and these sort of shared human experiences, um, but that people are in different places on their journey that can give insight and advice. And I remember being at Connect Empower this year and in the chat, and one of the speakers had introduced the concept of, um, she had referenced imposter syndrome, which is something that we're all really aware of as a concept. And there was someone in the chat and they said, it was the first time they were ever discovering that idea. They're like, oh, that's that. there's a name for how I feel. And it was really interesting. It was really a good reminder to me like how in different parts of our journeys we are and like exploring and that the community is such a place to help um, people move through that, right? And Nancy, for you, why would you encourage people to, to join the community? I think uh, when we talk about our resources and the work we do, it is very accessible. And like we try to reach to the very grassroots basic levels, like teaching people how to code. So not the big things, not setting up. Like we also like do big initiatives. But like reaching more people, I think makes a great impact so that people who are just getting started don't feel left out or out of place. So, uh, and as Luz said, there's nothing to lose. You can just try it out. Maybe it's not for you because the, like the time is not right or you're, you're, worked, you're worked up in other aspects of your life. But there's nothing to lose. This is free of cost. And like, re, like we, we try to build a community that you feel space in, uh, safe in. So uh, I think uh, I, I, I really appreciate that Women Who Code exactly does what it says and we stand by our mission. So that is, that is definitely a very good plus point for being a member of this community. I, I love that. And I, so, all right, so you've convinced them. They're going to the website, they're signing up. What do you think if for you, if they could only access one thing or what do you think is the most valuable or important thing that of the Women Who Code offerings, right? So we've got our lover scholarships, we've got newsletters, we've got podcasts, we've got, for you, what would you direct them to first? Or for you, what do you think is a really valuable thing that Women Who Code is offering to members? And we could start with Luz. I will say the learning resources if you go to our YouTube channel and you are learning to looking for any particular technology, there mm -hmm. must be something from Women Who Code, a past event where one of our um, members of the community have shared. There's I don't I don't think that there's something that you can't find in about technology in our in in our resources. So I believe that that will be the first. Um, the first uh, place where I will refer one of the um, to a new member, but also our Slack rooms. Our Slack rooms are the um, are the space where everybody can get introduce themselves to find um, coding partners to ask out your your questions. And depending on what are you looking for in the community, there will be the answer there. So that that will be my second my second place to to ask our new members to join. Okay, great. Both one on demand, just go and access it as you want, and one more kind of live interactive resource to access. And and Mansi, for you, what would you direct people to first? I think YouTube would be the best place to start because it shows how uh, widely spread the Monocode network is. Because it's not just the six tracks, like it's also the city chapters, like uh, almost two hundred city chapters, uh, different networks, different languages events conducted in different languages. So 
I also did a, a check when we were like building things for the mentorship program that could we direct them to past resources and everything get her walk through how to host your model on cloud how to uh, like uh, create a front end application for your model everything like not just this year like going back to past 4 5 years from a city chapter or a, a track event everything's there so obviously youtube would be best place to start and maybe then register to our newsletter because you get to know uh, everyone's day what, what's actually happening in the uh, tech space and with women of all so definitely those two resources wonderful and it's true i like what both of you have said about the youtube channel the breadth of human knowledge represented in that library is incredible if basically anything you want to do with an app or a website or career there's something there which is really really cool and rashmi well where would you direct people first i think uh, pretty much the same thing so first um, the youtube and youtube channels so maybe uh, now that both of them spoke about this more or less the same thing i would like to also add uh, a point about the slack channel so if they can actually you know join the general slack channel um, and you kind of see what are the events that are happening or what kind of opportunities do they have if at all they are interested in volunteering so yeah probably slack is another thing that i think about okay perfect and let's pivot back to your specific role for a second and not just to members so um every year we have an annual cohort you were the fourth we've just inaugurated the fifth which is really exciting but next spring we will open up applications for the sixth cohort and um what would you say to um someone to encourage them to apply to be a fellow um maybe they're not sure if they could do it or what words would you give them or why would you tell them that they should consider applying and um rashmi i see that you're unmuted so let's start with you Okay, awesome. Sure. So I would actually tell them if they really look ready to pay it forward to the community. So you know, I think um, this is the place. The leadership fellow is such a big opportunity where you can pay it forward. And to you know, kind of motivate them, I would really say, hey, uh, I really don't think you'll have to worry about anything because this is such an amazing community. We have a lot of folks, volunteers, leaders who are going to help us, guide us throughout the journey. So you know, there's there's really no need for any apprehensions or fear in any form. So I would just tell them, don't worry, you're just in the right place, and you know, you should get started and. Uh, above all i would just say you know kind of leave it to the universe when you know you have the right attitude to do, to do the right stuff so probably universe will make sure that everything falls in place i think that i could just put uh what did you just say you said you're in the right place you should get started and i just we could put that on a t-shirt right well, <laughs> yeah that's, for sure that's a nice message yeah you're in the right place you should get started <laughs> yes definitely just get started and do it Mhm and lose for you. I will say you have nothing to lose. Um we it's easy to to think that you are not ready or you don't not qualify. It happens to all of us and it happens to all job applications like oh I don't have all the all the skills are required. It's easy to think that. Um but you have cared nothing to lose and that's the opportunity to polish your skills in whatever in whatever direction you want to take on your career if you think about it from the technical side you will be able to keep up to date with the trend with the up to date technologies trends 
uh, about your practice, for example, in the front end track, and you will all, all also be able to bring that up to the community and learn from the people that it's a rock star in that in that field. And that's one of the one of the um, places. And also, you can be a speaker too. You know, because you're the fellow the leadership fellow, it doesn't mean that you can't be a speaker. It's also uh, part of the example that you are giving to to the community. But also for your leadership skills, it will allow you to grow, to be better at management, to be better communicating, collaborating. So from very integral growth in your career, it's a, an amazing opportunity that you don't that you won't ever regret. I believe it. It will be more easy to regret of not applying than for than for applying. I remember. A couple of months ago, one of the volunteers reached out to me because she wanted to level up in her career and be a better mentor. And she had a uh, she went she came to me for a career concern. And a couple of months later, the the new call for the for this cohort um applications went out, and I told her like, oh, you have nothing to lose. And she is now picked as one of the uh, new leadership fellows and she's super happy. And I am pretty sure that she will be an amazing leadership fellow. And that's one of the things I believe that she, she, it, it is, it is something ex, ex, specifically what she was looking for. And I'm super excited on seeing her next year. Oh, that's incredible. And congratulations on encouraging her to um, apply. And right, Women Who Code, we run this campaign, apply anyway. This is in the spirit of what you're saying, right? Even if you think you're not, you don't have all of the check, apply anyway, right? So your shirt, uh, the thing that you said that was brilliant was you'll regret not applying more than applying, right? So it's just, why not, you know, um, just perfect. And Mansi, for you, why would you encourage people to apply to be a fellow I think it's like a, a, a amalgamation of what Rashmi and Lou said. Like, first of all, there's no harm in applying. Women, like, I think don't apply even if they meet 90% of the criteria. Although men apply even if they're meeting, meeting 50 to 60% of the criteria. And I thought like the applications that like when I was also applying, I thought the applications that are coming from are more experienced women. And I would probably be the youngest fellow or like the youngest applicant or like uh, still a student, like a student again, uh, like when I, and it can be a little overwhelming sometimes, but I think if I had not applied, I, I wouldn't see it through. So I think it's important to see things through in your uh, career or academics and just like not pass on opportunities. So definitely apply. Even if you don't get the program, you get access to a wonderful community and you can co contribute in other ways. You can learn in other ways. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good place. It's, it's, it's a warm place. You should definitely, definitely be a part. I love that as well. And I have this common theme of you don't have anything to lose. You're going to get something out of it, right? If you just start your shirt is, it's a good place. It's a warm place. That's what the Women Who Code community is. So, <laughs> and so we have a few minutes left. Um, so I'd be really curious to, I want to hear your final thoughts and, and things like that, but I'm also kind of curious, just a broader question about tech, because um, this is what we're here doing, right? Supporting the careers of women in technology. And what's really exciting to you about the about tech right now that's going on or the future of tech and just kind of your personal perspective on 
what people should be paying attention to or what you're really looking forward to. And let's start with Rashmi. Sure. So um, uh, thank you, Manda. I think um, any question about tech is, I mean, you don't have like a solid answer, right? Because every day when I read a news or uh, an article, I'm like, oh my God, the tech is just expanding, growing. And I cannot think about the pace at which it's growing. Um, so one thing um, I feel is, you know, now that um, we have a community where, you know, we have folks who are doing something and they're all trying to share. So I think it's for, uh, for all of us, you know, uh, how much ever we could read, how much ever we could learn about technology. It's very important that we kind of are associated with this kind of a common community to kind of know what's happening, what others are doing, share our ideas. And um, I think that's the only way we can stay abreast with the technologies and uh, and see at what pace it's actually expanding yeah so these these are thoughts that i have about tech no i think you're really right it's just it's not possible to stay on top of everything in tech that's a myth right that you're you can know everything and with all the constant iterations and updates but probably following your track following the front end track events, the conversations, it could give you a good idea about what's happening right now, for example, right? So I think it's a really, the community can really help you stay on top of the skills and what's changing. Um, and for you, Luce. Particularly, I will say, well, definitely this is the best moment for being alive, speaking about um, in regards of technology, because, you know, generative AI, it's cha changing the game for all the practices. And to me, it's a particular topic that it's exciting me um, about and learning about how to integrate as a practice of front-end development, it's just amazing. So I I would say that generative AI, it's one of my top, top topics, but the front-end practice also has evolved as well. We are not looking for being just front-end developers who build the, the design and make implementations in regards to design, but also make functional solutions and now deploying applications to the cloud. It's it's a very it's a very interesting field that is growing, but generative AI totally will change the game and it's super exciting to see how front end will get adjusted as a as a general role with artificial intelligence. Yeah, and I think you're. I think what you're saying now is just the most interesting time to be alive in tech, and probably all technologists from every era thought that about the time that they were alive in, right? But I'm hoping that women who goes around for a very, very long time, so we'll be able to keep seeing a change and growth um, for everyone. And Mansi, for you, uh, what's exciting about tech for you? Future of tech. Uh, one thing that I always remember when I talk about tech is that my manager used to say, Mansi when you're working in tech, I think your job is to make lives easier. And I'm not asking you to solve world hunger. Uh, you can make life easier by fixing a bug for me so that I have to, I can go home one hour early. And people don't realize that very small things, like for example, I have a back condition. It's hard for me to use the phone for longer, like than 10 or 15 minutes. So I don't use my phone that much. I also FaceTime using my laptop. So just like uh, with the reachability access, I can just pull down the top half of my iPhone uh, using my lower half. And it really helps my thumb because it gets very tired easily because of my back condition. And it's just that like trying to make product service, adding a new feature, modeling something, like adding uh, accessibility, reachability features to your product, very simple things that 
change the logo so that people like it's a warmer color good for mental health this color has been proven to be better for mental health i think this is like integration of tech with uh, things that you like and do and making life easier for other people is is amazing and what really excites me right now is the path that i've chosen to work with work in healthcare i have no biology background it's just that i've taken a very steep learning curve but so was women of course and so is like my research here for the like for the next year uh, i'll be working with a cancer research group at my university and and it's 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 a great learning experience and the things you do will actually impact like uh, help my supervisor or my lab team just to like get a little ahead uh, on things that they're like discussing and the the tech can integrate and like intersect with all industries like i said previously so it's just exciting to be a part of this revolution congratulations on the study that you'll undertake and yeah i think that technology's job has always been to make human life easier right the wheel electricity vaccinations whatever right and i think we live in such a modern era that we have so much tech that's fun that's maybe we could forget really what we're here what it's for you know the technology and i really love what you're saying and i think that the um the women who code the community is really good about that it's it's people first right it's like real humans making real tech for a real world um which is which is pretty cool um so we'll just uh, i just want to hear any final thoughts that you had about women who code or your time as a fellow and just give you an opportunity to share um your uh, social links if you'd like to do that and um we'll go ahead and start with uh, nancy this time right yeah i think uh there, there's a lot of conversation around like people saying that oh ai will replace that te- te- like humans chat gpt uh like ai uh, resume checkers and all that i don't think robots could uh, fix that reachability thing for me they don't experience back pain so and andrew ng once like uh, he the developer of coursera the uh, owner of coursera and i think he said that like uh, i don't think humans like humans can be replaced because there will always be one thought or initiative or idea which is transformed into tech it's not like tech is growing on itself it's just like ideas and like human emotions that are being fed into tech and then then it is coming out as solutions or problem solving so i think we should just try to work on selves to be better and uh, it it is uh, and focus more on human centered interaction and like human centered designs and products so people first yeah I love that. And Luce, for you, did you have any final words on tech or your time as a fellow or women who code that you'd like to share with the listeners? And also your social links if you're interested as well. Oh, yeah. Um, I will be I will be enchanted to connect with the community in social media. You can add me at LinkedIn, Luce De Leon. It's how up here. And also in Twitter as well, Luce Araceli DLS. Um, final thoughts, I will say that thank you so much women who code for this amazing opportunity it allowed me to grow both technically in my leadership skills and it's super exciting it's a perfect moment to be alive in regards of technology and having these spaces to be ourselves and bring our best selves and make something work for the community technically as mancy stated um, we're doing things that people can use and make them their lives too 
but also as a professional you can also make a make somebody else the experience better to grow professionally and women who code is the best place to come by Good for that Luz. and rashmi any final thoughts about women who code your time as a fellow or a tech Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, first of all, I think I really want to thank Manda and the NTR community because, you know, my my leadership fellow experience has just been truly amazing experience. And um, this one hour when I spoke about it, when I thought about it, I think I kind of relived my moments. So thank you so much. And I think, yes, I would really encourage everyone who's watching this video to, you know, kind of definitely stay connected with the Women Who Cook, women who cook community because, you know, I think for any role that you want to be associated with, you're definitely going to be learning something and also you're going to be uh, helping or contributing in some way. So I totally uh, would encourage everyone to join this amazing community. And uh, yeah, so I, uh, I'm Rashmi Murlidharan on LinkedIn. So I think um, you could just find me um, using my full name, Rashmi Murlidharan. And I'd love to stay connected with people. If at all, anyone wants to, you know, kind of connect with me regarding any questions um, about the program or how, I mean, how I applied, what I felt like or anything uh, for that matter, I'd love to stay connected and I'd love to meet new people. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I heard a rumor that most of you are staying on as volunteers or speakers or of some kind. So I know we'll be able to keep interacting with you over the next year. And I'm sure that we'll see you at the Dev Summits and some of our other global events, which I'm really excited for. So thank you so much for your time today and for sharing your thoughts. Um, just really thrilled to have you as fellows for the last year. And thank you for all your hard work, genuinely from all of us. Thank you so much for your hard work and helping move the mission forward. Take a few minutes, find a quiet place, and listen to this month's Women Who Code Affirmations on self-care for diverse technologists. Embracing self-care enhances my creativity and productivity as a diverse technologist. I honor my boundaries and communicate my needs confidently. Taking care of myself empowers me to excel in my career journey. I embrace balance in my life, nurturing my personal and professional growth. Self-care is not selfish. It's an investment in my success. I listen to my body and mind, adjusting my routine to promote well-being. I take breaks without guilt, understanding they contribute to my long-term success. By caring for myself, I enhance my skills and contributions to tech. Self-care fuels my passion for learning and innovation in my tech endeavors. Every action I take toward self-care enhances my career and overall fulfillment. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash womenwhocode. Thanks again for listening. And remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.